If so, I lost mine in the crevices of my arse, would you need some type of warrant to go searching? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> warrant. What the fuck happened? Dude, I didn't do anything. <laughs> oh. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of the Glass Bottom Podcast. And has it been a couple of weeks for the boys? I'm here with Rob and shards behind the glass. And we have had a big couple of weeks. Let's first start with the hurricane that we all survived somehow. Hurricane. Hurricane. Which one, which one was it? What was it called? Hurricane. Hurricane. Ian. Ian. We'll go with Ian. Hurricane. No, no, no. Ian. Ian was the old one. God no, damn it. We're in like Nicole now, right? Oh yeah, Nicole. Yeah, That's Nicole. Nicole. Wow, dude's fresh to the state. Rob's fresh to Florida. He knows the hurricane names better than we do. Yeah, they um, just all blend I, together once you've been here for a while. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> That's why he knows them. Yeah, right. But I got a bone to pick with shards because he's been praying for this damn hurricane for weeks. Even though we're out of hurricane season, I believe November first. Shards served a little bit of some hurricane back in the day. I think we covered that in one of our early protos. Yeah. So he's been praying nonstop to get this hurricane to come our way, and it did. Did you get good surf out of this hurricane, Shards? Yeah, we got decent surf. You know who really got good surf was South Beach in Miami. It was firing down there, but I did not go down there. South Beach, I could just see all the surfboards out there going, that's my wave. Get off my wave. (laughs) (laughs) High five. No, I bet South Beach had a blast. You had a great time. You prayed for this hurricane. It came. So let's talk about the other side, the costs. Uh, I've got like six fence sections that are blown out. Uh, I've got to buy like four 10 foot high, four uh, six by sixes to fix the fence. Uh, Rob, what, what happened to you for this hurricane so shards could surf? Yeah, so <laughs> I lost uh, probably four sections. Mm, and a I had to permanently affix my gate to the fence so that my dogs could go out. Well, in Florida, that's not a bad thing unless you have a junk car like I do back there that you have to push out once in a while, in which case you're screwed. But that's legal in Florida. You can have a junk car at any point in your life in Florida. I do like that. It's going to become a necessity. The more you assimilate to Florida, the sooner you're going to have a junk car in your backyard that needs a full open gate. We all did pretty good in the hurricane. I lost last hurricane. You may remember I lost power before it came. This hurricane, I lost the internet. Thank you, Spectrum. Before it I came. did too for two days. I know. Before the hurricane. Yeah. I think this is a sign of what is it? The deep state or the whatever the uh <laughs> This is starting to, like, they got the timing wrong. They're like, okay, we're going to shut off the spectrum for these folks. <laughs> I flipped the switcher. Not yet, you idiot. Wait for the storm. So yeah. a family without internet is uh, not a happy family. Not at all. <laughs> I was digging through DVDs the whole time. Oof. Me too. And then I started wondering, like, do I want no power and internet or power and no internet? It's a toss-up at this point because you get pretty bored. But being bored in the dark... I mean, for me especially, because I have an online girlfriend at OnlyFans who really, yeah, (laughs) is uh, being bored in the dark is one thing, but being bored in the light, I mean, being not bored in the light sucks. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, I definitely get it. There there came a time when, like, my phone was at 19%. I was like, (gasps) this is not a good idea. I should definitely be charging my phone right now. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that's when you start to panic. And when it gets into single digits and you realize that you call the Spectrum hotline and they're like telling you it could be 48 to 72 hours. Oh, my God. It's terrible. So we survived the hurricane and hopefully you got some good surf shards. Yeah, I did. Lost my house, but I got some surf. Oh, well. Checks and balances, pluses and minuses. <laughs> and then after the hurricane came, we had the Artemis 1 launch. Fine. What was that? Am I going to blow up? Yes. I, I think I'm going to die. That was my pacemaker. Finally, the Artemis 1 launched. And listen to what your boy did. I'm a huge Rocket fan, as everyone knows. So I'm watching the live feed from Chris Dobbs, the everyday astronaut, staying awake. I'm doing everything I can to stay awake. And I'm watching them, and they're down to like 40 minutes. It's after midnight. I'm like so excited. It's a night launch. The best you could hope for is a rocket launch watcher like myself. And I'm like, this is going to be so great. Watching, watching. And then I hear a rumble. I'm like, what? Oh. And I woke up. And it was too late. It was like the end of the rumble. I missed it because <laughs> oh. I'm old and I'm old and crappy. I missed <laughs> the Artemis launch. I've been waiting on for what ten years now. They oh. promised this, oh. so I'm pretty I'm pretty mad at myself. But then I still blame uh, NASA and Congress for some reason. I guess. But did y'all I get to a, see it? I have a problem sleeping, so like. I'll wake up intermittently throughout the night. And I think I woke up at like 115. I was like very close. Very yeah, close. Yeah, I know. And I was like, all right, so maybe if I if I just kind of like stay in that haze, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I woke up at 135 and I was like, oh, I missed it. And then I heard it didn't go off until like 140 or something like that. It was late. I think the rocket was thinking about baseball. They were trying to reboot it and <laughs> it kept thinking about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a busy week, Rob, from a dude com- comes out from uh, the White West. And I mean that in a snow sense and a cold weather sense. And mm-hmm. uh, right into A, a Falcon Heavy launch. You time this really good now that I think about it. This just hit me. Apparently. Yeah, I thought it was accidental, but you come out, A, to a Falcon Heavy launch, and then you get to see Artemis finally launch, and now you get to see Gene Stoner and uh, and the biggest private gun collection in America, probably, right off the bat. Yeah, what else has happened? Man. Positive stuff. Come on. I know it's hard positive to think positive. things that have happened here. Since you got here. Like, you, nobody is falls into two extra heavy rocket launches the first three months are here so i think of this positive because i enjoy comedy oh boy um, but my daughter has a whiteboard in her room oh she, boy. Keeps, she keeps track of hurricanes yeah oh wow oh. so the first one was hilarious right the mm-hmm. fact that she got to put a second hash mark up there for hurricanes that's pretty that's pretty hilarious that's um, pretty funny good for her two hurricanes yeah. two in one year not bad for a newbie was she tracking no. before she got here? No, that's what makes it even funnier. Oh, wow. Is that like we come out here and she just has a whiteboard now for hurricane tracking. So you wrote out both hurricanes. And from my perspective, I didn't hear the groaning and the moaning of the house from all the, any of the winds. Did you get the uh, haunted house? No, and and we're pretty used to that anyway from, what? from the high winds in Utah. 
Yeah, we have hurricane shingles in Utah. Really? Like 30 year 30 year roofs will last about 20 years because of the high winds. Whoa, whoa, whoa. this is news to me. That's crazy. I, I assume you get like thunderstorms and stuff, but you get yeah. the sustained winds where your house groans and you hear things giving and taking for lack of a better word. Oh yeah. So the wind comes down off the mountains straight into the houses. So you get it pretty Charged. hard. Does a uh, Sheboygan have any, uh, any high wind situations? Not like that. What about a blizzard? Uh, speaking of which I heard the Buffalo game got moved to, yeah, Detroit. to Detroit. Yeah. That's kind of pussy ish. Like, well, yeah. Oh, there's a blizzard coming. Only the Titans and the Packers play in the blizzard. <laughs> I think they were predicting, like, the most snowfall ever on record, like 42 inches of snow. Thank God global warming and climate change is not a thing, because otherwise I'd be freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a scientist, though, you know, so what do I know? That's kind of disheartening. They should have made them play in that. They should have made them play in that. I know. Like building snow forts out there for the defense. Oh, yeah. Or uh, I'd, if I was a defenseman, I'd take a handful of snow in both hands. As soon as the ball hikes, snow to the face. Boom. <laughs> yes. Sacaroony. I love it. Yeah. And if I was a receiver, I'd be the slowest running. I'd look like an 80-year-old man going for pudding at the retirement home. <laughs> like, oh, look at Mike. He's an all-pro receiver. Not moving too fast tonight. He's walking upright very, very deliberately. Oh, over a handoff, but your quarterback's throwing a snowball. Ooh, or, <laughs> or in the huddle, make a snow football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's so much you could do. I'm sure Belichick has already thought of this. He's probably got the uh, how to bend the rules in a snow game thing. Too bad it's not a Belichick game. Throw the fake snowball football, okay, Mac, <laughs> and then you turn around and hand it to the r- running back, and then he scores. So that's how it yep, works. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you don't, I'm going to trade you anyway. I got to go home. Could you imagine Bill Belichick at home? Are you a big football fan, Rob? Uh, we haven't talked about sports. What, what's your sports level, Rob? So I used to be a pretty big fan of Denver Broncos. Yeah. Ride. Uh, Denver Broncos was ride. After Manning, you know, or well, mm-hmm. shit, before Manning, there hasn't been a good quarterback mm-hmm. since Elway. Mm-hmm. So. Nope. Okay, but not hockey, not uh, curling, not Utah track. Jazz. You know, Carl mm. Malone. And Let's John talk about Stockton. that for one second. How the f did the name Jazz end up in Utah? Oh, funny story. It came from mm. Louisiana. I understand that, but when teams move now, they change their name. Not I think team. if I was going to make a word cloud about Utah and put <laughs> all the words any humor <laughs> any human has ever said about Utah, Jazz wouldn't be in that cloud, even if there were words like hot in there or sweltering or low lying sea level and then jazz so they should have changed it but what (laughs) now that we got you on the spot if it's not the utah jazz what would it be oh no mormons yeah this is where you lose all your followers (laughs) well no no no. there's there's more than there's a little bit more than mormons there's honestly it would be slopes how about the uh, slopers how about the ski patrol no i guarantee you it would have been a native american name honestly Mm. i guarantee it okay wasn't the jazz what's the big tribe out there the apache well no you have the utes After Cousin Vinny, could you imagine in that basketball game? Here comes LeBron with the Lakers. He's coming down to face the Utes. Oh, the two Utes have him pinned. It's a pick and roll on the Utes. The Utes get the rebound. You could try to imagine it, but I don't think it would work out the way you want it to. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I just had a breakthrough. Is Utah named after the gosh dang Utes? It is. Oh, shit. 
That never occurred to me. And I've been in Utah for hundreds and thousands of hours. Never. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Utah's named after the freaking Utes. I've learned something today, Shards. Let's all, uh, hey, this is a cool exercise. Let's name the Indian tribe in our hometown. Well, Shards adopted hometown to Sheboygan. Mine, I grew up in one place out in California. And so I'm going to go first. The hometown Native American, indigenous American tribe in my town was called the Shumash. Hell yeah. What was your Shards? What's uh, Sheboygan's Indian population, Native American population? Uh, oh, don't. Oh, internet. Hang on. You just, you stall. I'm going to get on the internet, Shards. <laughs> Keep stalling. Just guess some names. I'm internet. Uh, Menominee. I put Menominee in my chili. It's pretty good. It's like corn. Is it really Menominee? You're screwing with me. Padawanami. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Padawanami. That's a great one. There's a song about the country song, the Padawanami County Juice Patrol. Okay. What's your, what was yours again? The Utes, Rob? You know, I don't know that that's like my hometown, but. Okay. What do you yeah. self You can pick your pronouns. Whoa, What's your hometown? Gosh. Oh, joke alert. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Elon Musk just took over Twitter because he had to, and he didn't want to, but now he did. He fired everyone with with memes, which is cruel. But 50 years from now, people are like, "Yeah, that's how you do it." Anyway, uh, here's the joke: Elon Musk changed everybody's pronouns at Twitter from uh, our R to were. <laughs> I think that's what the joke was. But anyway, so who's your who's Paiutes? <gasps> I love that name, Paiute. Because I yeah. love pie, and I love Utah. I do. The Paiute, Ute, and Shoshone. Mm. Shoshone. I had a friend back in the day. Uh, we were looking for a price to eat breakfast out here in Florida. And I said, where do you want to go? And he says, Shoshone. I was like, the Indians? No, he stuttered. It was Shoney's breakfast buffet. That's all. That joke probably felt pretty flat. So what's with the Raspberry. Raspberry like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everyone pick a native uh, indigenous tribe. I had the shoe mash shards. I'm going to go with uh, Ho-Chunk. Shit. Is that something? Yeah. I don't know. How do we feel about Ho-Chunk? That sounds Korean to me. Nope. I like it. You do? Yeah. Would you be afraid of the Ho-Chunks? I probably would be afraid of the Ho-Chunk. <laughs> and Rob, what was your uh, indigenous American tribe? Oh, I'm going to pick the Navajo. Are they indigenous to Utah? To, to Utah? Yes. Yes, they you are. sure about that? Utah. Yep. Okay. I think he wins. Shumash was a peaceful group, I think, and it sounds really peaceful. Like, hey, welcome to the Shumash area. Here's some food and some here. We'll show you how to fish. And uh, Navajo sounds like, hey, I'm going to put this axe in your head. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what charge was yours again. Ho-chunk. Ho-chunk. Mm, I had a Mazda once. I think it made a po-chunk sound. I was driving like, did you hear that po-chunk? <laughs> oh, well, enough about Native uh, Native Americans. So we've talked about Artemis. We've talked about the hurricane and how lucky Rob is to experience two minor hurricanes at back-to-back and the Artemis and the friggin' Falcon Heavy. What else can we talk about? Uh, the DiGiorno pizza. <gasps> That's upcoming. Uh, let's open the kimono. All right, here's the deal. Shards found that DiGiorno makes a pizza that is not just stuffed crust, which I'm a big fan of. Every birthday of mine, 
the order of the day is stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut is not the best pizza on earth. It's not the best pizza in my town, but I love their stuffed crust pepperoni pizza. Shards found, I believe it was you, could have been the Shards family, that DiGiorno makes a completely stuffed pizza crust from side to side and edge to edge. So we're going to eat it, and we're going to give you a review. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think it's called Fully Stuffed. DiGiorno Fully Stuffed or DiGiorno Totally Stuffed. I think it's Fully Stuffed. Totally Stuffed sounds retarded. It's Will Forte in a world where pizza is stuffed around Arnett. the edge of the crust. Carnet. There's nothing sexy about correcting me, <laughs> but it's funny. Oh, oh, move aside, Will Forte. It's Will Arnett in a world where Bateman eats pizza only stuffed in the crust. We have total. What is it called? Fully stuffed. Uh, fully totally stuffed. Fully stuffed pizza. The whole goddamn pizza is stuffed with string cheese, left to right. Up to down. Stuff with drink cheese. Get it now. Shards has one, and he ate it. Well, he's not going to talk about it. I have to get one, and I have to eat it. And Rob, you have to get one, and you have to eat it. Yeah, you have to have yeah, your neighbors cook it for you, first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great visual. And if you do that and video it, me and Shards, I will give you $25 cash in the form if, of a Visa card I won in a costume contest. If I don't get like my oven fixed in the next two weeks i will ask my neighbor to cook a pizza for me i have zero shame about that this i need to see i believe the zero shame thing and it's not that i doubt your integrity on that i just want to see it because that'd be great knocking on a door and then be like hey my oven's out can you bake this pizza for me at 375 for 45 minutes (laughs) no no and i would make it better i'd be like hey i haven't had a working oven since i moved here will you please bake this pizza for me so i don't order one there you go perfect the fact well, that you haven't you do done that. that yet is astounding. So yeah. to make it fun, let's set a deadline. So we're racing against yeah. your homeowner warranty fixing your oven and us talking about it on the podcast. Yes. So let's set a hard deadline. Is a week too close or too far? When do we go? I will match Mike's $25 if you film yourself and show proof that you asked them on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I know. Ooh, on Thanksgiving? Oh! <laughs> no. All right, all right. No, That's bet. $30 for me. I'm bet. up five bucks. That's $30, bitch. Absolutely. I will ask him on, on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? <laughs> yes, I will do it. Shards, I did not see that coming. I felt like Tyson just hit my jawbone. What? <laughs> I will do Dude. that. But you have to video it, but secretly, oh, yeah. like you can't hold no, your no, phone. Wait. Why? Oh my why, god! Why can't I hold my phone? Uh, because then they'll know it's a bit. We don't want them to know it's a bit. We want them to think oh, it's I'll you. Put it in my my like breast pocket. Yeah, or put it in your breast pocket. Just wear Dude. a GoPro on your forehead. They'll never know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing creepy about that. Hey neighbor. Yeah, I'm just doing. Me and the wife are filming something. Oh my god! This is our first exterior special event. Is uh, you asking your neighbor on Thanksgiving to bake you a DiGiorno f- total struff st- struff crust pretra? <laughs> I'll do I it. just had a stroke. Oh, I will absolutely do it. Okay. Oh, my God. Well, you don't have to if somehow your home warranty company fixed your before Thanksgiving, but I doubt that's going to happen. I doubt it's going to happen as well. Oh, that is great comedy shards. You're, oh, are you really going to do that? There's no way you're going to. I would, I would say yeah. I would do it. I ain't doing that. 
My neighbor's oh my a retiree God. that lives alone. Why would I not do that? You I don't know. That's just... cheating. They'll find someone who's got a family. That's not nope. cheating. <laughs> yeah, that's cheating. I feel my like neighbor. that's cheating. It's my better. My direct no. neighbor. No. No, it would be funnier if you ask somebody, don't. they got a turkey in the oven, and you have them do it. They uh, take the turkey out. My other neighbor doesn't have kids either. Like, so. Ooh, go Are you in a 55-plus community? Yeah, what's going on I with that? I must be. <laughs> like, oh, when, we went, when we went trick-or-treating... I swear we only hit like eight outs. Did eight you get houses. pennies? That's how you know you're an old folks. So no. Only if you get pennies. <laughs> we didn't get pennies, but we got a lot of people that were just giving like handfuls of candy because they weren't. Yeah. Like, there was no other trick or treaters. Like, what we kind of gun were you carrying? Did you put a nine mil to that, or were you going forty five ACP? Give me the candy. Ten mil. Ten mil all the way. There you go. My daughter oh, wants them like candy. bears. Oh, yeah. nice. He doesn't have to, you don't have to impress me, Rob. If you go to the single uh, retired guy, I'm just as cool. I, but I need to see his face when you go, hey, I need you to cook this pizza for me, neighbor. I just want to see that so bad. You know what's going to happen is he's going to think I'll it's the ace in the hole. And the single retired guy is going to have his entire family and extended family over when he goes to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Then you have to yes. shed your disdain for human contact like we all three. I think we all share a disdain for human look, contact. Here's the thing you didn't define. He doesn't have to cook it. Ooh, he's right. But should we define that now that he's pointed it out before we pass the law? If you're okay, but if you're going to make me go to house to house to find some little cook it, that's a different bet. Honestly, that's now that's that you mention it, $30. that is the way we should have stated it. Rob, if you could, I will put up $40 for you to end up with a DiGiorno total stuff cuss pizza cooked by a neighbor on thanksgiving i'm up 40 bucks i will definitely give you 40 bucks for that all right i'll do my best <laughs> but it has to be you need video proof if it, if what's the old saying pictures or on, didn't happen yeah pictures or didn't happen video or didn't all right. happen. all right this is our Monumental. first i was gonna try and do our first johnny on the street bit for the glass bottom cause but now if you do this you'll be a legend and we'll be forever <laughs> trying to top rob going door to door with a goddamn pizza on thanksgiving going my oven is out could you please cook this for me <laughs> there's Dude. no way anyone is gonna say no right there's no way anybody says no to that i don't know they open the door they got a house full of people they got a turkey in the oven they got some pies they got some mincemeat turkey <laughs> to you, but to them, they're like, "Oh, I'm entertaining my family." I hate you know, them, my family's I'm... starving. They got they got deviled <laughs> eggs and shit. I'm good. <laughs> oh, this is turned out so great. But I realize we're putting you on the biggest spot anyone's ever been put on. But if you do this, forty dollars cash money in rolled quarters from me. Ooh, <laughs> even better. Yeah, Here rolled quarters. <gasps> Where's Osiris Rex? Uh, wait, Billy Ray Osiris Rex. He's gone. He What's the dog's there. name? There's a dog walking around Rob's Lilith. house. What is it? Lilith. Lilith. From like Lilith Fair or do you like Fraser? Uh, from like biblical Lilith. Oh, biblical. Why would you name it? Oh, there goes. A, a look at Osiris's ass. You know, that's a sexy hairless ass. I got to say, yeah, I only know one other hairless ass that might compare to that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, the cat heard me. The cat's creeped out. Cat's calling uh, for help. Domestic violence help. I'm sorry, folks. Anyway, Os Billy Ray Osiris Rex and Lilith. Yep. I never. It's not. I'm not saying it's a good name. But uh, 
Let's talk about what we call shards, shards. Can we? Or do you want to save that for another time? No, it's, yeah, it's all right. We can, we can tell them that I used to smoke a ton of glass. No, you lying <laughs> sack of shit. That's my fault for being naive. He doesn't like his name Richard or Rich or Dick or Ricky. Rick. So I started floating names that were apropos for what I knew about him at work. You know, his shins are all blown out from BMX, which we've talked about. Go back to our proto <laughs> episodes. And then uh, we have a Puerto Rican dude at work that calls him Richardo. So we came up with shards and it fit. It's, it, it seemed to settle. So I was listening to a podcast about names in America, and they had a couple of people that have been studying how names have come on, gone in America for the last 200 years. And it ended up with uh, the guy going, but one of the ugly names, because it's hard to say, it's got a ur and a ch and a ch and a ur instead of a, something beautiful like Iris or Bob. So I played it back for shards and it was so bad. I had to play it. It was, and it was like this guy who studies names for a living in America. It said the ugliest name is Richard. <laughs> I, I never laughed louder at work. I was like, we just talked about this. And this guy is like, it's such a ugly name. You have to go and and ch and erd. So I played it back for shards and we both had a hell of a good laugh. I felt oh so justified God. for hating my name too after hearing that. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And after what you told me when I first met you, say again, Rob. Oh, like even etymologists hate. Yeah, that's who it was. It was an entomologist telling us why that name sucks. And when they, when in the buildup, they were talking about the best names, the ones that are everyone loves to say. And then they're like, well, let's talk about the ones that have fallen out of favor and the ones that are, people don't like to say. And Richard was at the top of the list. And I was like, this will be interesting. And then when he, he went on a friggin' filibuster and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> But it's everything you said you didn't like about the name, so yeah. it wasn't like a slam on you. That's why we call you Shards. Yeah. You said pick a name, and that's what we settled on. And a uh, special note, I did not know the connotations in the methamphetamine world. Yeah, I just <laughs> shards. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, folks, that's why Shards is Shards, Rob is Rob, and I'm Mike. I'm All the right, only one with a fun here. name. No. Who, who has a fun name? Me? I'm the only one with a fun name. Yeah, your name is interesting and it's controversial. Rob yeah. and what's your full name? Is Robert? Robert. Roberto. No, he's got a such a white name. I forgot what it was. White name. Robert, Robert Scott. Davis Scott. Robert Davis Scott. Dude, I'd vote for you for president just based on the name. There we go. Three first names. Oh, Bobby Davis. Bobby Davis. Ooh. Ricky Bobby Davis. Oh, Ricky Bobby Davis. I'd vote for you. That sounds like a presidential name. Michael Thomas Moles does not sound like a presidential name. And definitely uh, Richard, whatever the fuck your middle name is, Alan Honick. Honick sounds like a serial killer or uh, an assassin killer. What do you call it? A shooter. Yeah. Anyway. He has the look too, though. So, like, <laughs> he's, he's all the way there. When he pulls his hoodie over, like even Neff was like, dude, he looks like the fucking Unabomber. Like, yeah, he does look like the Unabomber. He, he does. Like oh, I know we can talk. Well, I don't know if you want to talk alopecia, but I heard something very interesting today, Shards. Oh, yeah. That uh, the top 1% of all uh, serial killers suffer from alopecia. <laughs> the top 1%, <laughs> yes. It also increases your accuracy <laughs> and your ability to slash. Who knew? Who knew? Besides you. 
No, seriously. Uh, it was actually an article about uh, your fucking immune system, autoimmune problems, which is yeah. what I assume alopecia is. Your your immune system's like, hey, look, hair follicles. Let's fuck with those and leave strep throat alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, the bubonic plague is why you have alopecia. Ah, uh, the boob, yeah. huh? Like 98% of people who had this one gene died from the Black Plague in Europe before America really got started. Well, I don't know about That's the terrifying. Philippines. So... They've mm-hmm. gone back and done DNA tests on meat, for lack of a better word. Is there a better word than meat? Tissue. There we go. Tissue. <laughs> they went back and tested tissue, and they found that people who had a certain genetic mutation survived the Black Plague like 80% of the time. Yeah. And, of course, every every ratio or number we quote on the Glass Bottom podcast is completely not right. <laughs> <laughs> and the people that didn't have this genetic mutation died most likely from the bubonic plague. However, the people that survived the bubonic plague with this gene mutation are like 70% more likely to get autoimmune deficiency, auto, not deficiency, autoimmune problems in their life. So the black plague may have led to the fact that your immune system is so f- bored. Your immune system is so either bored. What is it? Bored? Or do you think your immune system Un- is unchallenged? Like, no. Do you think they're misdirected, misguided? Well, I think that's a simple misunderstanding about how your immune system works, though. Okay. So your immune system creates diseases, like hundreds of diseases that it at a time and says, this could possibly be a disease that doesn't exist in our body. Okay. And it trains your white blood cells to attack those. So it's it's a simple DNA switch in your body that says, hey, attack these being your hair follicles. Mm-hmm. Same thing with diabetes. It's pronounced oh, diabetes. 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 Or the sugars. We call it either one. Anyway, okay, go on. So you're what? You're saying that that's why they your immune system attacks your pancreas if you're diabetic? Yes. Because it created something to look for to fight? Yes. Your Ooh. DNA has created something. How could something from Shard's tube sock and pillowcase create anything? That's a fantastic question. <laughs> <laughs> Burn! Burn! <laughs> hey oh. <laughs> Okay, no. well, that's an interesting... Uh, I did not know that. I did not know that. Did you know that, Ed? <laughs> no, Johnny. That's great. I did not know that. But anyway, because your forefathers and mothers survived the plague shards, I believe that that is why your autoimmune system is confused and attacking shit that doesn't need attacking. I think uh, Diamond Dave said it best when he said, Don't go with Judy chopping. Follicles what don't need Judy chopping. (laughs) And scene. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That voice that was in my head the other day when I went around telling everyone about NASCAR backwards is gone. Like it was there when I woke up and now it's gone. That makes me sad that you don't have that voice anymore. I know shit comes in and out like a sieve, but I had fun. I did that voice for like everybody. Some people laughed, some people didn't, but the watching NASCAR backwards for redneck OCD is a funny joke. I don't care who you are. It is a funny joke. The track is littered, everything's carnage, and then you roll it backwards, and it turns into two straight lines of beautiful cars. That's, that's wonderful. Everything is right with the world.
Hey, it's time for another, uh, I call it polish this turd, but I think we're going to call it point counterpoint or polish this counterpoint turd or something, but we're still proto. So, uh, Rob, the new guy is going to defend an easy topic to defend, I think. And that is, uh, pro gun control, complete and total Hillary Clinton gun control. (laughs) Rob, me and charge are completely, uh, for a libertarian view of guns. And uh, you probably are very close to that. But tonight, because lawyers suck, sidebar, what's the difference between a dead skunk in the road and a dead lawyer? There's skid marks in front of the skunk. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Rob, gun control is a complete 100% human necessity. Polish that turd. Polish that turd. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the United States as a whole is not prepared to handle the mental health that um, he went mental health shards. That's a good that's a good angle that uh, social media has unleashed upon the populace, creating a platform for just about anybody with a voice and severely radicalizing anybody at all. And when you are able to give them the tools to cause mass destruction, weapons of mass destruction, we heard about it from George W. Bush. Yeah, it it really makes it hard to support a two a founding. So nobody should have a gun except for who the police and the National Guard. Uh, That even hard. That's hard even to say. What? Nobody. Nobody so we're, you go in full England where a cop has you, a whistle and a yep, billy club? Absolutely. absolutely. Okay. What do we do about the guns that are already there? Yeah. What do we How do about the guns that are there? Find them. Do we do like, do we nope, do like yeah. North Korea where like if we find a gun in suspect A's house, then we kill suspect B, C, D, E, F, G, five well, degrees of family? Katrina. I mean, you said the National Guard in during Katrina, and they went house to house taking firearms. National Guard wow. doesn't really gone deep. Now we're into well, what if this I is gone, said that hell, hell, I we lost gone deep fast. most of my guns in a boating accident. Fishing, yeah, and I can back <laughs> that up. Shards, the first thing Shards told me when we met was he loves guns. He had a lot of guns, but he went fishing with his guns, and they all fell overboard, and he's got no proof where they are. So, That's I believe fantastic. That. I'm 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 glad that uh that you came forward and told us about that. So it's on record. Just sign this registry right here saying that you lost your firearms. Okay, I'll, would you sign a registry saying you lost your firearm shards, or would you? What like I would like yeah. if if I went fishing and lost all my firearms like shards did, I would like they're gone. What are you? Doing? Then there's no reason for you to buy ammo then either. Oh, yeah. Hang on. First, he went, oh my god. This guy's smart. He's gone two good directions, Shards. The ammo situation now. Okay. If so, I lost mine in the crevices of my arse, would you need some type of warrant to go searching? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay, hang on. New Glass Bottom Podcast rule. If you can work arse seamlessly like that into the podcast, you get two extra points. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, that was good, Shards. I love anybody that can sneak arson is fucking amazing. And we're back. <laughs> Rob, polish that turd. You were saying ammo. Yeah, why would we need ammo if we don't have guns? So yeah. what do you do about that? Oh, you know, you just shut down the industry wholesale. I mean, they can still make it for the military. We'll always have uh, foreign dissenters. But if, if we don't have any dissenters that are armed in the U.S., then we should be good to go. But what about all the ammo that's already out there? Like, 
there's there's so much ammo out there. What do you how do you deal with the ammo that's out there in this gun control paradise? Oh yeah, well I mean, so everyone's filled out a forty four seventy three, and by everyone I mean probably like sixty percent of people that have purchased a firearm. And we just work backwards from there, you know, if they sold the fire. Are you going to go door kicking or are you no, going to go no, amnesty, like not. turn in your Oxycontin today and everything's cool? Or are you just going to kick yeah, doors? Yeah, turn it in. Um, if you don't turn it in, then you have a warrant out for your arrest. You know, if you have a warrant out for your arrest, then you can't really do a whole lot within the state. So Wait, pretty easy. what about we can print as much money as we want to print? Why don't we just print a ton of money and then buy back the ammo? No, I, I don't I don't really feel like wrecking the economy with this. I feel like just putting warrants out for law abiding citizens mm. probably work the best because they're gonna abide by the law. All right, sidebar. Shards, he's supposed to polish this turd, but I think he's making it like rougher and uh more <laughs> more ribbed more ribbed for the gun owner's <laughs> pleasure. So do we correct him or we just let him keep going down this uh this route? I mean it's, it's ah, sidebar. Yeah, respect. The sidebar. Yeah, respect the sidebar. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> respect the sidebar. So do we just let them keep going down this road, or what do we do here? Yeah, we can. We'll see, we'll see where it goes. All right, sidebar over now. Go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, I, I was just saying that uh, it's, it's definitely polished for the people that want gun control. It does seem mostly polished. I see some alfalfa in there and some other obstructions. I feel you could polish it more. Uh, so let me ask you a few questions to see if we can't rub the alfalfa out of this turd. So nobody should own a gun is what you said, right? Yeah, you don't need it. And ammo is, uh, ammo gets you thrown in jail. No, how do, not how do I hunt jail, for, uh, for animals if I don't have a firearm? Oh, there's both. a crossbow. Fucking yeah. crossbows are badass, right? Are crossbows illegal now, Rob? No, no bows are good. Okay. Bows are good. Yeah, dude. I got oh, a fully I got automatic one. Hang on. I'm taking a call from a trauma surgeon. He said, yep, I know. Uh-huh. You told me that before. He said that bow and arrow and crossbow uh, wounds are way worse than bullet wounds. So now we have to outlaw crossbows and uh, bow and arrows. So It sounds like with all the uh, money we saved on, you know, not resuscitating gunshot wounds, is we can put that into training for doctors and nurses on, on crossbows and knife attacks. That's fair enough. But should we at least outlaw broadheads and just go with the target arrows? Like, why do you need a broadhead? Just uh, shoot one of those. Broadhead for a large game and turkey. You know, turkey are pretty resilient animals. Um, Elk are resilient as well. Can I put people as a... As resilient animal and resilient animals are people. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're resilient and they're large game. I would say. <laughs> I, I think Shard's got know, a point there. Shard's definitely has could, a point there. A bounty hunter could probably use a crossbow. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you make a strong case so far, but I have to ask the question that the that everyone is on everyone's tongue is: What about battle axes? Are they next? No, I, I think that uh, the battle axe has definitely served its its time in history mm. and is now become a woodcutting device. Mm. There aren't large companies making battle axes. But what if I 3D mass. print a battle axe and I rob a convenience store with said 3D printed battle axe? Then is that next? I mean, you could do the same with a knife or a road flare if you really wanted to and some gasoline. But at least you're not killing people at length with a uh an item that moves faster than anyone can react i hear you but 
uh, most people can't outrun a battle axe, I think. Uh, they could outrun you, but once you pull that over your shoulder and you look at them with that menacing battle axe look, I think they're either going to freeze in terror and then you just swing the battle axe and they're not going anywhere. I wouldn't you, go anywhere. So what, are, you, are you saying that it's better to be hit with a battle axe or are you just saying that if you're not going to get shot, then you're going to mm-hmm. get hit by a battle axe? What, yes. what are you? Yes. All of that. I'm saying all of that. A, okay. guns are illegal and ammo's illegal. I do have a battle axe and I 3D printed it and I'm going to the 7-Eleven and I'm going to get $16.48 in money from the register with a battle axe. And well, I'm just, wondering how that, I'm just wondering how that, you know, factors in. Well, I, I hope your battle axe does you well. Um, Thank you. We'll Thank have you so some much. battle axe turn in points if, if that really <gasps> is an issue for you. Okay, let's um, see if we have this right, charge. It's no guns. Guns have to be mandatorily turned in. Ammo has to be turned in. Otherwise, they go, I think we agreed it was like five levels of your family. If you found with ammo, they kill five degrees of your family. But if you have a battle axe, there's going to be like a voluntary turn in. Do we get shoes or gift cards for battle axe turn in or what? How's that work? No, you just get the satisfaction of knowing that that battle axe is off the streets. Hmm. That is a good satisfaction. I think we can all agree that knowing a battle axe is off the streets is reassuring to me anyway. Can I keep my mace? Yeah, it's antiquated at this point. Yeah, you can I don't keep know. Mace. I'd rather have a battle axe to my neck than a mace to my forehead because I feel like I'll survive the mace, mm. but I'll be very, very needy after the mace hit. And I don't want to be. See, needy. but if you if you miss with a mace, mm-hmm. like your hand's going to be all rattled. Mm-hmm. So so you you're going to let go of the mace. It's just antiquated. The mace the mace mm-hmm. has always been antiquated. But forgive me. Unless but, it's on the chain. Oh, what about a chain mace? You were shards. Oh. Be clear. Were you thinking about a mace on a on a on a handle, or were you thinking about a, ch- a chain mace? Because these are different things. That is true. I was thinking more of like a chain mace, a Viking two headed chain mace. <gasps> See, those are dangerous. We got to get those off the street. But what if we limited them? What if we just limited the chain maces and be like, if you have a chain mace, that's cool. But if you spin around twice, you're a damn felon. But if you only pull it back and swing once, then you're a misdemeanor. I think that that makes sense, right? Putting a forward grip on a pistol is what you're saying. Yeah, but guns are outlawed. Guns are outlawed. So we're going to go mace. So no battle axes. Two heads on the mace. Two heads. Absolute felon. We'll, oh. we'll have the uh, the battle axe and mace buyback. control group. A buyback. Will they have laws against how large my spikes are? Yes. Yes. Or if, if they need to be nubbed off. Marks, it I don't goes know. From mace to uh, shoulder fired mace. Uh, I feel like regulating the length of spikes on a mace is going to be splitting hairs too thin. I think we have to draw a line like battle axe, no. Gun, no. Mace, yes. As long as the spikes are two inches and below and rounded. I think we should stick with our old legislation. If your spikes are less than, what, 16 inches, you need to register them. Or get a game. (laughs) Could you imagine? I think you do too. (laughs) A mace with. Uh, I think your chain should be pinned and welded. No, the chain. I'm sorry. The chain needs to be pinned and welded. Yes. Yes. Otherwise, you have to pay a tax for yes. like an 11 and a half inch chain. Yes. Maybe. Or what, less than 15 inch chain, you have to pay a tax. Yeah, and if you, you have, have a register. short chain, you can spin that too fast. I'm sorry. True. It's true. Plus, you could hide it in your overcoat when you go to a uh, to exactly. a movie or a Broadway play. And then, yes. However, sidebar to myself, macing an entire audience of people at some function, I would never do it. But God, that sounds pretty barbaric. 
It sounds barbaric as hell. I know. Oh, I can hear the like, hello, this is Cynthia Jones from Channel 2 Eyewitness News. We are at the scene where uh, the the alleged felon has maced an entire audience of theater goers. They were watching Kinky Boots, and the mace came out of nowhere. Next thing you know, he had an 11 inch of chain, and oh, blood everywhere. Too much reach. Too much reach. Yeah. Well, I think you've done a good job polishing that turd, Rob, even though that was an exercise, uh, you know, against our normal our normal flow of beliefs and, and ideals. Uh, that's the whole point of polish this turd slash working title is a working title. Polish that turd or what was the other working title shards? Uh, Count, point, counterpoint. Point, counterpoint, yeah. Okay. But point, counterpart, if we point, if we do that would be like he he defends a terrible position and then somebody else attacks his terrible position. That would be point counterpart, but polish that turd is less invasive. Like, Hey, here's an idea. Uh, tell us why, uh, bariatric surgery should be illegal, but free gym, free gym memberships should be mandatory. Polish Ooh, that turd. Turd. <laughs> hey, great job, turd. Rob. Great job. Hey, hey thanks. Hey, great, yeah, great job. Great job. You did a great oh, job. The, oh, the audience. I forgot oh. they were there. Oh my God. Oh, thank you. So on this week's edition of Bimamnu Shikakui, subtle flexes. Oh, my grasp of the Japanese language is getting better and better. Uh, I was witness to an incredible subtle flex from Rob. And that makes it timely. Usually it's one of us doing someone outside the circle. But so me and Rob were at an undisclosed location and we were dealing with an undisclosed person who is hard to deal with and uh rob and i had brought up an issue we had finished our conversation with said issue but we were both like angst ridden like oh my god and i think rob should tell the rest and i'll i'll you alley-oop it and i'll put it to the the rim so we're walking we've been in this department we dealt with this person we were both like angry and unsatisfied and I'm ready to head back to the barn and Rob and me are walking and then go Rob. I, I think the biggest is like, he didn't give us a chance to tell us, let us tell him about the situation at all. Yeah. He's kind of normal. Like took it normal. And uh, like he was, he was planning on doing something else immediately after. Yeah. So he, he left and left us in his area, in his area. And so we walked out and I kind of chased him down and followed him out. But he out waited like way. he waited a minute. He let it like when you catch a huge Marlin, you don't just reel him to the boat. Right. And I'm That's thinking, true. I'm thinking it's over. Like we did our interaction. It's over. And this is where the Bimanyu Chikakukukui comes in. And so we, uh, we kind of followed him down. We were about 30 feet him. away. I did follow him. down. I punched out. I was like, this, this situation's over, but and uh, I called out his name about 30 feet away. Yeah, maybe 40. Maybe 40. And he uh, immediately turned around and walked all the way back to us. I would. <laughs> I'm a people pleaser. I would have been like, oh, I'll just email him or I'll just. No, Rob waited like a marlin fisherman for that. Some line is like, I'd have been cranking like. Rob's like, you think you're the big fish. You think you're the marlin, but you're not. You're hooked. Okay. And then go. 
And then he turned around and he walked all the way back to us. All the way back to him. And I finished the conversation. Yes, he did. Right there. <laughs> right there. He asked him a very uh, pointed and mundane, but yet poignant question. Like, uh, hey, you know, so-and-so said this, so... But he what are you going to do back. about it? Yep. What are you going to do about it? Me, let's role play. I would have been, I'm a people pleaser and I'm non-confrontational. I would have summed it all up in our area. I would have gone back to our area and sent an email, a very bland email. No, <laughs> Rob fucking went marlin fishing. <laughs> Japanese kukaku marlin fishing. I did. Let him go. I'm like, reel him in. He's like, let him go. That was one hell of a... Wait, was that me or was that Japanese translation? I can't tell the difference anymore. <laughs> oh my god! I can't. I can't tell. That's definitely Rob. But when I say it, it sounds like exactly like the translation. So, anyway, that is our subtle flex of the week. I watched Rob do it. I didn't know what was going on, and then after it happened, we linked back up on the long hallway, and I said, "Dude, that was a." That was the subtlest flex ever. So hats off to Rob, this week's winner of the Subtle Flex Award. And uh, I'm, I'm damn proud of him. That was great. Thank you. Thank hey, you. I'm proud of you too, Rob. Great Aww. job. Great job. I appreciate that. Oh, the fans are proud too. <laughs> Take your roses. Take your flowers, Rob. Take oh, your flowers. Oh, there we go. Got it. He caught a rose. Uh, well, anyway, that was a hell of a good subtle flex. And hopefully uh, the world and America in general will learn about the subtle flex because just doing a hard flex, anybody can do that. But you have to do a subtle flex. The ancient Japanese art of the subtle flex. And it's pronounced like this. Bangmanyu kokakchichikui. Exactly like I already said it perfectly. Why did why did you play that terrible pronunciation? <laughs> oh, you just subtle flexed on me, shards. <laughs> All right, boys, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, let's go out with our rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Name the stickiest thing you've ever stuck your finger in. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Honeycomb. Your mom. Oh! <laughs> Damn, this guy. Son of a... Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us again on another episode of the Glass Bottom Podcast. We welcome Rob onto the show. He's a new addition. He will be with us for the long haul. Go find us on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. Catch you on the next one.